You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production in association with City News. In the beginning, it was covered mostly as a joke because it wasn't really obvious how else to cover this. Ramana Dadulo, who often refers to herself as the Queen of Canada, made the claim on a YouTube video. Parce que si Elizabeth II est officiellement la reine du Canada, il en existe une autre qu'on connaît beaucoup moins et qui s'appelle Romana Didulo. But then, Romana Didulo and her followers took their tactics offline and people's lives and businesses started to suffer as a result. Then, she began a nationwide tour, which found itself this past weekend in Peterborough, Ontario. It was there, it became clear, this had gone well beyond jokes, well beyond online conspiracies, and almost well beyond control. So who is Romana DiGiulo? How did she come to find herself urging her followers to arrest the police? How did that work out for them? And what comes next? I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. This is The Big Story. Kurt Phillips is the founder and former lead writer for Anti-Racist Canada. He is a board member at the Canadian Hate Network, and he has been watching Romana DiGiulo and her followers with his great interest. A fair way to put it, Kurt? I'd say so. She's uh, she's an interesting, I guess we'll say, character. Yes, and we've covered her previously here, but uh, it was a while ago. So for those who don't know, can you just briefly explain who she is and who she claims to be? Right. In a nutshell, uh, Ramona Dudulo is a, um, a resident of uh, Victoria. She's a woman who has had a number of initiatives throughout her life trying to get businesses started off the ground. None have been very successful. Uh, she once started a political party, of which she was the only member as well. Uh, but things during the the pandemic really kind of uh, took off for her. She, she declared herself uh, the Queen of Canada. And uh, initially, she wasn't getting a lot of, of, I guess you could say, coverage. She wasn't getting a lot of uh, uh, support. But then she, her name was dropped on a really influential uh, QAnon uh, website, and uh, it kind of flew off from there. At one point, her Telegram page had, you know, I think it was a little bit over eighty thousand followers. I think it's down to around seventy some thousand. But that's still uh, a remarkable feat for somebody who is claiming that she's the an alien queen uh, from uh, Queen of Canada, essentially. What does Queen of Canada mean in her mind? And what has she said about what she plans to do with, again, the quote-unquote uh, monarchy, I guess, in Canada? Like, what's the deal here? Well, she's uh, Queen of Canada. She says that she is the sovereign ruler of Canada. She's actually recently given herself a promotion. She's now actually queen of the world and has been appointing viceroys to various countries um, because she's got support not just in Canada, but you know other countries as well. I guess there are reasons for ruling the country if, 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 if she believes her own 
own shtick is to you know create some sort of utopian vision of the future that, you know, with med beds where people if you could regrow limbs um, you know the figures of light uh, are, are are giving uh, humanity beneficent uh, technology you know and we could laugh about that because it, it's it's kind of patently ridiculous and but there's also a very dark part of this too where she's also promising retribution to their enemies and those enemies are people who for example uh, were involved in trying to help people during the pandemic uh, the health professionals right uh, for example um, and she has promised mass executions of these individuals and anytime there was mention of executions prior to November 2021 it, it they, they got it got incredible coverage, essentially. like the, the People were really excited about that. In a moment, we can talk about what changed in November of 2021. But first, when we covered her before, and you're absolutely right that, you know, you can, you can kind of look at this as a joke, and there's certainly a lot that is darkly funny about it, but it kind of misses the point. So maybe, maybe you could tell us just a little bit about what kind of her first, I guess, actions as quote-unquote queen were, because... They involve taking things off the internet and, and into the real world a little bit. Right. Uh, among the things she has done is uh, taking other conspiracies off the internet. For example, the belief that uh, a legislation passed in the United States that she claims to pass in the United States, uh, and then later on the world, uh, has forgiven all debts. So you do not have to pay your phone bill. You do not have to pay your electricity. Uh, you don't have to pay your mortgage. And there have been a number of people who have taken this to heart. And we've seen some really sad examples of people contacting her on, on Telegram, kind of desperate, saying, look, they, they, they didn't get the memo. These people are still demanding I pay my, my rent or my mortgage. You need to talk to them because they don't know that you're a queen and, and you need to set them right. Uh, we've seen examples of people who have had their utilities shut off. We've had people who say, well, they, they expect me to pay, uh, you know, thousands of dollars to get it turned back on. We just saw a story in the, uh, in the, in the news about a woman who, again, she lost her home. It was foreclosed upon because she truly believed that she no longer had to pay these debts because Ramona Dedula, the Queen of Canada, has, has forgiven these debts. So we're seeing some real life damage that this is causing. And what did happen? Uh, in November of last year, you mentioned previous to that, uh, there had been a lot of, and we saw this uh, the previous time we covered her, there had been a lot of talk of public executions of people who gave vaccines, I think it was, to children or to anybody. So previously, uh, she had been asking her followers to send out cease and desist orders to uh, hospitals, to schools and school boards, to other public institutions, even private institutions, claiming that Queen of Canada has ordered you to stop providing vaccines or poison. If you don't stop, there will be repercussions, essentially. And the promises were, of course, those people would be executed. Again, it buys into a lot of the conspiracy theories about vaccines that existed prior of COVID, uh, just been, you know, beyond weaponized at this point, and, and, and it's on steroids. But she promised executions, and the, the rhetoric began ramping up more and more to the point where it's becoming very concerning. We wrote about this in uh, Canadian Anti-Hate Network, and not long after, uh, she had a visit from the police. She was taken into custody, she was taken to the hospital for a, a mental wellness check, um, and she kind of checked out, apparently. Like, I mean, this is partly her story as well. And it's, it's very 
self-serving. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing was after she left, she really toned it down. Like she really minimized any talk about deaths or anything along those lines. She she's now talks about everything's going to be done peaceful, which really suggests, I mean, there are a lot of people who believe that she was mentally ill and that she's delusional. Uh, but the fact that she knew enough to say, oh, I crossed a line here. If I don't want to get in trouble, I need to tone it down really does suggest she she has at least a, a, a an understanding of what she's doing and and you know what lines not to cross now and that's really important context to cover before we get into what happened this past weekend so just to pick it up from november or i guess maybe december or january tell me about her tour because this is what took her uh all around and eventually to peterborough ontario right absolutely yes and she's been touring all across the country um so as everybody remembers, the convoy uh, occupation to, in Ottawa occurred late January uh, through the middle of February. There are a number of people on the far right who were involved, also conspiracy theorists got involved, one of whom was Ramona. Um, she was somebody who uh, wasn't initially going to join in this. I mean, these, this was something that, you know, w- w- she thought, I perhaps, I mean, I'm speculating here, but maybe t- would take away from her importance. But as it got bigger, became something she was like, well, I want to kind of attach myself to this, I believe. And she started a tour. So they rented an RV and they drove through Saskatchewan, well, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba into Ontario to, to Ottawa. And they were there for a number of days. She had this big event uh, and a number of people showed up for it at the Centennial Flame where they burnt a Canadian flag because the Canadian, or at least attempted to burn a Canadian flag. They didn't do very well on it, but they attempted to burn a Canadian flag because she said that, well, that's no longer the flag of Canada. That was the, like, the corporate flag. Oh, I didn't realize that was her followers. Yeah, that was uh, Romana's followers. We were really concerned because on the one hand, uh, we have a bunch of people there that complain themselves as Canadian patriots, flying Canadian flags on trucks and vehicles and carrying them around, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with some, I guess, whether you agree with them or not on, on their protest, they're trying to show some respect for the flag, I suppose. Uh, and then you have this this group of people coming to burn the Canadian flag. It was really a real potential danger there for something potentially violent to occur. Thankfully, uh, nothing did happen, uh, but the danger is certainly there. And so the tour continued and eventually, I guess, brought her to Peterborough this past weekend. What did she and her followers have planned? Well, I think it's also important to note that she's been traveling. It's now been more than six months at this point. Uh, Initially, the plan had been to go back to uh, Victoria, but... During this process, they decided to just do a grand tour of the realm, I suppose. The plan had been, uh, when they made their way to Peterborough, uh, was to arrest the members of the Peterborough Police Department on charges of crimes against humanity for enforcing COVID mandates. The conspiracy, of course, is that COVID doesn't exist. It's all a deep state uh, conspiracy to control us or to kill us. So a local resident of Peterborough uh, initiated this, and Romana, uh, she boosted it. She she encouraged her followers to participate. And by the time she arrived, there were you know between thirty and fifty of her followers there. What happened when her followers met at the police station? Initially, not much. Uh, they were stymied by locked doors. I think the police had the determination just to ignore it. Uh, they would 
go away eventually. Fair. And as, as I was observing, I thought, well, it's probably not going to get much worse than this. It's probably going to peter out eventually. Some claim they're going to spend the night. They're going to camp out. Maybe some will, but for the most part, it's going to die down. So I was about to kind of sign off. And then uh, an incident happened on the side where there was a struggle. There was arrest made. Police were assaulted by some of Romano's supporters. And it, be- it got to become a really kind of a dangerous situation. It was it was really hectic and 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 quite frightening, actually, what, what could have happened. Yeah, we played some of the audio in our intro. And um, if anybody hasn't seen it, it's, it's widely available, uh, obviously, on the internet. And it really does show... Uh, police kind of struggling to maintain control as they are being screamed at that they're under arrest, as they are also placing people under arrest. Right. And it wasn't even just that they were being screamed at. There were individuals in that group who were trying to pull them off of the people they were arresting or striking them. It was a very tense and very dangerous situation. Had there been more individuals there, it could have been even worse. And where was Romana while this was happening? She was in the RV. She refers to her RV that she stays in as, as QR1, her version of uh, Air Force One, I suppose. Her claims have, 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 have changed since the event didn't go down as, as expected, we'll just say. She really didn't leave the, the, the RV at all. She left it occasionally uh, to provide snacks of uh, uh, cut vegetables and sardines, which is interesting. <laughs> sure. It, when this went down, she called her followers, the, the people who've been with her on this tour uh, for the for much of the length of it, uh, to get in the vehicle. They 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 were planning on kind of taking off. Hmm. And in fact, at one point in the, the live stream, she told the person who was driving, if the police look like they're going to come to talk to us, we just drive right away. And people were arrested uh, at this protest? Yes, there are two individuals who were arrested. Uh, one named Fred Curtin, who is the individual in, in Peterborough, who kind of, I guess you could say he's the uh, person who spearheaded it locally. I guess the question I have is, what do police or the government in general do about this? So it's pretty clear Romana wasn't arrested uh, yesterday, but she was the person behind, I shouldn't say behind, but she certainly promoted, actively promoted and encouraged this. What do you do with that? Well, it's, it's tricky too, isn't it? Because after the event, she very much threw her followers under the bus saying, oh, what, the, the, up to this point, she was promoting it. This, you know, she's talking about the American military coming to support them. Even during this event, she claimed that they saw the uh, a triangular aircraft immediately over Peterborough, uh, the police station, that they're going to be getting their support right away. And people were banking on that. They they truly believed this was going to happen. It was imminent that their enemies would be arrested. And that never obviously happened. And ultimately, she and her crew kind of took off. Uh, the last part of her uh, stream was her driving around and then eventually leaving Peterborough. That night, she put out a post on Telegram, you know, that kind of began the process of throwing her followers under the bus. But the next day, she wiped her hands clean of it. She's like, well, I had no nothing to do with it. I was just there to observe both sides. I observed the, the side that wanted to arrest them. I observed the police department. I had really no say in this matter whatsoever. So, she encouraged her followers. She she promoted this event. And then when it went south, she didn't pay the consequences for, for what happened. Uh, the followers who believed her did and, and will. Uh, I understand the Peterborough Police Department are looking for video. I don't doubt that some of the people who were not arrested at that time who were assaulting them are probably going to be finding themselves uh, contacted by the police 
uh, within the next few days or weeks. But what do we do in these situations? You know, that's is the question. It's a tricky one because there's not really a a, a firm you know, one solution to this situation. I think one of the things we need to make sure is that, you know, there is a tendency to kind of laugh at this as being fringe, as we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. But the real danger is that these have real world consequences. It's not harmless. And I think there needs to be more done to possibly, as much as we can, you know, educate people about what these these people are up to, what they're involved with. I think the media has been doing a much better job uh, over the last number of, of years, certainly since the pandemic, of covering these events. But I think there's still a long way to go in really kind of digging down to, well, why do these people believe what they do? And what is the real world damage? And how has it affected families? We've had instances where individuals have contacted anti-hate Saying, "Hey, their spouse is involved in this group. Um, they, 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 were, they don't want to pay any of the bills. I, it's causing uh, marital stress. I don't know what to do. I, it's not the person I married." What do you tell those people? It's tough because we don't know. We don't have real solutions for them. I mean, we, we, we certainly commiserate with them, saying, "We're very sorry this is happening." You know, anti hate is not a de-radicalization organization, and. Mm -hmm. And there aren't really many in Canada that really do address that. There are some organizations in the United States that exist for that. There really aren't in Canada because I think Canada for years and years, we, I've talked about this in other interviews where, uh, we, we, we kind of are very arrogant in many ways. We look at the United States and kind of turn our noses up and say, Oh, thank goodness. We're not like them. Yeah. But we are like them. We just don't want to admit it. We've had the same issues with racism. We have the same issues with people believing conspiracy theories. Uh, I think that for a lot of people, the convoy of which Romana was, was, was a part of was a real eye opener. People had no idea this existed. They, they didn't realize how big a deal it was. And granted, I mean, the people involved in the, the convoy, the auto occupation, they, of course, claim their numbers are far larger than they actually were. They claimed at one point there were 2.5 million of them there, which was patently ridiculous. But at one point, there was probably close to 15,000. And that's 15,000 more than most people expect in these kind of events. Yeah. The fact that Romana has, at this point, 70,000 followers, well, some of them are like me. They're, they're people who are keeping an eye on her. But there are a lot of people who are true believers. And those are people we have to be wary of. They're part of our community. And the issue is, how do we address that in a way that that helps to prevent any potential violence? Because many of them are willing to do what she wants them to do. When she asked them, or didn't ask, she told them to take her decease and desist orders. They went all over the country, not just the country, but around the world. There were people being delivered them in uh, Australia, in the United Kingdom, in Spain. These were found all over the place, and they were directly a result of, of Dedilo. The last thing I want to ask you, and again, it's it's really interesting to try to straddle between the ridiculous parts of this and the threatening parts of it. So the last thing I want to ask is like, what comes next and and what worries you in the anti-hate network? Because again, we started covering this as somewhat of a joke. It picked up steam. It went to the real world. It became a tour and police officers were assaulted. So what happens now? And do you worry about this continuing to escalate? Well, of course, one of the things we worry about is like, the real world effects it's having on people in terms of paying their bills. 
people are going to be losing their homes. People are going to be losing, you know, their utilities. Uh, marriages are failing, uh, failing. You know, parents uh, and children, uh, adult children especially are being estranged from each other over this. So it's, it's really breaking, you know, communities apart in many ways. The real danger, of course, is, well, she did tone it down in November, but what says that she doesn't tone it back up. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things that she was talking about yesterday and when she was tweeting some ridiculous uh, military gobbledygook, essentially, one of the posts said, uh, live rounds are now permitted, essentially, to, you know, to to fire upon uh, their enemies, I suppose. Again, it was in many ways a false promise because there was no military, there was no cavalry that was going to show up. Uh, but it really did give her supporters a great deal of of hope that one day the people who she has told them are their enemies will face, you know, essentially ultimate retribution and they will celebrate in their their hanging. During that event when the police were being assaulted, in addition to people screaming, you know, and swearing at them, you heard some individuals talking about you're going to swing from ropes when Nuremberg, uh, when you come before the Nuremberg II uh, trials. I mean... They're real threats here, and these people genuinely believe that you know, their enemies are going to die, and they'll they'll celebrate those deaths. That's the really scary part here. Thank you so much for this, Kurt. Thank you. Kurt Phillips, board member at the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. That was The Big Story. For more, head to thebigstorypodcast.ca. Find us on Twitter at TheBigStoryFPN. Talk to us anytime via email at hello at thebigstorypodcast.ca. And leave us a voicemail, 416-935-5935. Let us know what you think. You can listen to this podcast wherever you like. You can ask a smart speaker to play it by saying, play the Big Story podcast. And you can rate and review and tell a friend, and we will be most appreciative. Thanks for listening. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. We'll talk tomorrow.